Hello friends, it is Tim Bob for Tech Drops with my good friend Brian. In this episode, we're getting into productivity hacks, from the not-so-effective things we learned in college up to things that actually work to make you more effective in your creative endeavors. Let's get into it. The, the uh, topic for this week is productivity hacks. And I think if you're any kind of creative professional or uh, any kind of coder or something like that, Productivity is kind of the lifeblood of what you do. It is. So I don't know about you, Brian. The first time I really got introduced to needing to be productive is in college. You know, maybe a little bit in high school, but there isn't going to be that much consequences if you're not like dialed in on your productivity. But in college, that's kind of like for me anyway, that's kind of when you're expected to step it up a notch. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Like the ones who had it dialed in were the ones who had probably more of a fun educational experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Learning to grow as a person to handle, like that's just like, that's why they, they do it. They structure it like that. Sure. You know? Yeah. Like habits that you get into during that time, I do think they kind of follow you around yes. after that. Especially the dietary habits that most people have to, fi- you know, figure out. Oh my gosh! Cooking yes. in a dorm room if that's your <laughs> college or university experience, or just uh, what what do I buy and cook on my own when I have no time? Oh man! So I, <laughs> I have two productivity hacks that came to me in college. Mm-hmm. the uh, The first one uh, came to me via my my roommate mm-hmm. because, like, I didn't go to college out of high school. I went to college like quite a bit later, um, and uh, people are always shocked when I mentioned that I had never drank a cup of coffee before college. Like I'd been out on the job, I'd even run a business and so forth and had never touched coffee before that. And I probably wouldn't have touched coffee when I was in college except for my roommate. My roommate was from Colombia and uh, he was here in Canada. He hadn't been here too long. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he would make coffee and he would offer it to me. And the first you know, couple of times I was like, oh, no, thanks. You know, I, I don't really drink coffee. And he just looks so hurt, oh. <laughs> you know, and I realized like this is his thing. Yeah. Like he's from Colombia. Like, like yep. it's the, the heart of coffee, you know. Yeah. And uh, so to be polite, yeah, I would have a cup of coffee. But then I drank the coffee and I was like. This is the best thing ever. Like, Where I can, has this been? Like, <laughs> what is I can, this? I can study through the night. Yeah. I, I don't have to eat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's like, Which yeah. was like very useful. Considering, Takes the edge off. Yeah. That, that, that first moment when you realize you love it. Yeah. Like, is. oh my goodness. By the end of the semester, I was like, I would drink a pot of coffee on my own. Yeah. You know, I didn't have to wait for anybody else to, to, uh, Make it for yeah, me. Eliminate so, the middle. I mean, I don't know if that's a good productivity hack, um, but it is definitely a thing. And, you know, since we're saying, like, habits that you get into in college follow you, has followed me to this day. True. And there's been, you know, times when I've tried to sort of cut down on coffee and so forth, uh, all with, like, limited success i would say yes and and coffee really has worked itself into the psyche of like make spaces like almost all of them have like you know like time for Mm -hmm. coffee laser cut onto something or some clever 
you know, haha, we're addicted. But like, there have been times when, yeah, like I, I go for the, the third or fourth cup and then um, it doesn't give me like the alertness and, and, you know, then those times that you've swapped it out for like fresh fruits or like homemade smoothies, like I'm yeah. like, oh, that's what it's like. Yeah. Like, it's like I don't get hyper, but I get uh, alert. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, because yeah, coffee's the two edged sword. Of course, yeah. you know, it's after gonna a be, while. Yeah, it's got to, I have to stagger it between um, types of data, food data. Yeah, yeah. So the, that was kind of my, one of my first productivity hacks. Yeah. For sure. And a very relatable one for a lot of people. Yeah. I've got another one. Oh, yeah. This one, this one I think is maybe a little bit better. Um, in the same vein, though, of like, I don't know if... If they can really be considered productivity hacks, if they're just about being able to keep working longer, mm-hmm. you know, like to me, productivity is about working less and getting more done. But sometimes <laughs> that approach just isn't doesn't really cut it, especially when you're in school and you've got like all these different subjects. Yeah. And there's times when you kind of got to keep going and 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 like immerse yourself in like, yeah, the, the work state. Yeah. And yeah. So the other one I figured out, um, because I had a psychology class, like just a little intro psychology class kind of thing. But to their credit, the school had focused that little intro class on, you know, the how you learn, like how the brain works and, you know, how can you improve your learning habits and so forth. And one of the things I figured out that seems a little bit unintuitive at first is uh, when to schedule my stuff that I need to learn in terms of like difficulty level, right? Now, like prior to that point, I always thought uh, tackle the more difficult stuff, the stuff that I'm not familiar with Mm -hmm. when I first wake up because your brain is fresh and you know, you're you're rested and Mm -hmm. so forth. And like that does work, but what I figured out is that if you kind of reverse it and keep that stuff to when you're starting to get tired, you get this second boost because that stuff is interesting. You're not familiar with it. It's new stuff. So when you're getting a little bit challenged, um, you're getting a little bit tired, you know, you you get this extra kick Mm -hmm. from taking on something that you're not familiar with. Right. So I, I would reverse it and I would do the kind of stuff that I knew really well that was a little bit maybe monotonous. I would do that when I was really, really well rested, which would allow me to schedule the other stuff for later on and basically prolong my my productivity. That's during interesting. The day. Yeah. You know, so you combine that with being caffeine fueled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I guess you've got a fairly typical scenario for a student yeah i um it's interesting like i can i can relate to what you're saying and and yet in some in some instances i find if i have to learn something um new to kind of get going that can really make me drag my feet and procrastinate and be afraid to to seize the task Mm. and so i've actually found um like just immersing myself in like the the jargon of whatever new thing i'm learning Mm. like watching a video or listening to a podcast of two people talking about the thing i'm about to embark on at least just gets my brain in the state to like get ready to see how i can uh yeah learn i don't know i just sometimes i stare at a page and like it it just all blends together and i I can't move forward and Mm -hmm. uh, that's where the monotonous work 
is good to have on hand. To know what your monotonous work is is good. Yes. When you get discouraged, it's like, well, at least I can hammer out some of those other things. So let's pursue that a little bit. Yeah. Because, it, like, one thing I, you know, I, I've, I've been in charge of hiring in organizations. And over time, you know, I, I, I've, I've been the guy looking at the reporting for people, uh, particularly developers and mm-hmm. so forth. And um, over time, there's, there's things that I've figured out to look for that are areas of opportunity in terms of increasing your productivity. Because you're going to be constantly learning. That's, that's the first thing that I would throw out there. Yeah, accept that fact. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and like typically in a lot of organizations, that learning is going to happen in your own time. Mm-hmm. So if you're a web developer or something like that, like there's going to be the hours that you're putting in on the job, but then just to stay relevant and to stay up to date with technology, you're going to have to spend more of your own time studying basically. And studying, studying is not browsing. Studying is not reading. Studying is not like searching things up online or anything like that like Mm -hmm. studying is an uncomfortable process yeah it is sticking things in your brain and making them stay there and being able to recall them yeah like like we have all these tools that help us with those things but at the end of the day a certain amount of this stuff has to stay in your brain yeah (laughs) and uh so the way that that you can maximize that time like if you're going to have to be studying every single week for however long you are working for, um, you need a game plan for it. So usually people go through certain phases when they're approaching a new subject. And if they can plan to address those phases, uh, they'll get a lot more out of it. So, so here's what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. Typically, when I'm approaching a new subject, like right now, I'm studying up more stuff on um, virtualization and handling networks in in virtualization, basically. It's kind of dry stuff. Um, I've got some familiarity, but I I would say, first off, doing an estimate of like how familiar am I with this stuff is really important. Because then you're sort of like telling yourself, well, you know what? I don't know this stuff. Uh, So expect that I'm going to spend a bit of time with it. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise you can tap out very quickly. You get into it and you're like, oh, this is, this is too way much. worse than I thought. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's other things I, I want to spend my turn time on it. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> yeah. know, whereas if you look in it and you're like, you know what? I should expect that this is going to take me a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. That right there is like productivity hack number one. Yeah. And then, you know, for the first part of it, you can say, I'm in my I'm in the exploration phase of this thing. And your goals in the exploration are just to know what you like figure out what it is you don't know. So when you when you mention like learning the terms or the jargon mm-hmm. of that new thing, that's a perfect example. And you're in this exploration phase and you're like, "Okay, you know, l- let me figure out the terms." Yeah. And then Yeah, be a sponge. I, like, maybe I don't know what those terms mean yet. But I need to know, like, what are the, the key concepts of this thing? Mm-hmm. And people make a mistake in that exploration phase of trying to jump into learning it right then. And you can't yeah. <laughs> because there's too many pathways you could go down that you, you just don't know yet. And your goal is just to touch lightly on all of it. 
Yeah. It's like flipping through a book from the start to the to the end, and you, you don't really know that book. But you know the, what the chapters are, you know, roughly what it's about. Like so the gist, forth. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, then you're going to go back after that and start digging in. Mm-hmm. So what I usually advise people to do is, like, pick out a certain amount of time that that's going to be for, for exploration mm-hmm. and then structure it. So at the beginning of it, say to yourself, like, these are the things I want to get familiar with. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, have a way of summarizing it really quickly. Yeah. And the reason why is because of something they call the primacy and the recency effect. Um, you might have heard of this before, but the, the idea is just like the more starts and stops you have in a study session, the more you're going to recall. Because typically your brain remembers things at the beginning of a list and the end of a list. And stuff in the middle is hard to recall yeah yeah so if you do these long sessions you're not getting as many starts and stops so you're not really maximizing the primacy and the recency effect interesting right so usually what i'll do is i'll set a time limit i will have an actual timer like i i actually have an an icon for the the clock on my uh, windows desktop uh, that i can just click on it at any time and say, okay, I've got an hour for exploration of this subject. Yeah. Here's what I want to figure out. And at the end of it, a quick summary. And then the next, when I come back to do the next study session on that, reviewing the summary of the previous one, right? So go from this exploration phase to uh, something that is a little bit more dialed down, mm-hmm. like actually writing down some notes and when I say notes, it's just like keywords and bullet points and that yeah. kind of thing. And repeating another hour. And the thing is, like, it's funny because when you first get started, uh, like scheduling sprints like that, the first one you're like, oh, I don't want to do it. <laughs> but then there's this point where you're kind of in the zone and you don't want to stop at your one hour. And that's also a mistake. Right. Oh, and, like right. You get in the zone. You're like, oh, I'm starting to get it. And you want to keep plowing through, and it's a big mistake because then you tire out your brain, you drop out of the zone, and you would have been better off taking that pause, reviewing, and then coming back for another sprint. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like you pause when you're you're feeling good about it, then you actually get the break that you promised your grumpier, tireder self at the beginning of the session that was coming. You're like, only one hour. That's it. Don't cheat that guy out of it. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a good product. It's like following through for yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a runner. Yeah, it's uh, all the analogies of, yeah, sprinting or metaphors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the runner, when they first start, it's difficult, but then they hit this point where they're like, man, I'm in the zone. And if they just bolt then, Mm -hmm. 10 minutes later, they're going to be wiped. Yeah. You know, so they got to, they pace themselves. Yeah. And they schedule to to accelerate and decelerate, accelerate and decelerate. Mm -hmm. And it really works, you know. Mm -hmm. And so over years and years of doing this, it's kept me really fresh, you know, and uh, like I, I enjoy I'm very in, engaged uh, with what I do mm-hmm. and uh, haven't lost the enjoyment of it. And I have a pr- pretty much constantly have a fresh flow of new things that I'm studying and, right. and trying to learn and so forth. So, um, yeah, I mean, those little things 
work pretty good for me. Um, uh, how, how about yourself, Brian? Any like particular things that you figured out for yourself that work well? Um, yeah, you, you covered a lot of things I related to. Like, um, like he- headspace for me is number one, and creating mm-hmm. the opportunity for that ideal headspace is like, yeah, um, yeah time of day is a big part of that. Um, time of day, that's interesting. Yeah, and um, like you said, getting up earlier and choosing what types of tasks you tackle at that time. Mm. But um, I found having... Um, if I have something that I'm passionate about that's kind of like a hobby and then it's crossing over with something that that's like a, a thing that I need to study that's like a like I, something that I have to learn um, like blending the two together hmm. uh, this is a trick I learned as a kid you know like make a song about something you have to learn ah yes but you know how can you do that like let's say you have to learn some new uh, coding software or um, like maybe you know download five YouTube videos and like I like cutting up video and it's just fun like maybe download five YouTube videos of that stuff that you need to learn and then cut up and make your own kind of collage out of it oh my god that's that's brilliant dude yeah I love it you know this matches really well with um, uh, Hard- Howard Gardner uh, you, you might have heard of uh, Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences um, and uh, it's a theory that, that has informed a lot of educational efforts. Uh, I've been in the school system for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe it or not, he predates me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but basically, he was the guy who proposed the idea that um, from a sensory standpoint, people have a different um, strength like some people are auditory learners some people are visual learners and so forth and mm-hmm. the 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 problem it's a really interesting theory and and there's some science behind it but the problem was that people kind of took that and said oh well that means if you're an auditory learner you should only learn with auditory sense <laughs> because that's your strongest sense and mm-hmm. and so forth and they sort of missed the point that everyone has all of these <laughs> so like, yeah one might be stronger for you yeah but you can employ all of them yeah you have so, more than one sense <laughs> yeah yeah so so you know make if you want to that's a that's a great productivity hack right there because if you want to increase your retention increase the number of senses you involve in the learning mm-hmm. uh and then like for example um kinesthetic sense where you can associate memory with movements and you may say like well you know how how could that work but if you think of like native american cultures mm-hmm. they pass down entire histories through dance right and the movements trigger sensory memory yeah <laughs> you know so so it absolutely can work so i i i love what you're saying there like look at it unconventionally and you know you you will retain more mm-hmm. absolutely because it's something interesting to your mind it's something new mm-hmm. uh, the effort that it took to to do it because it feels like work because sometimes I, I just can't read things but if it really comes down to me having to read them like turning it into an art project that I kind of identify something I created means that the ideas contained within it like resonate more with my being and then my mushy brain absorbs it and accepts it as something that it will retain and um, because you're feeling the process of learning, I notice it more than I did when I was younger, mm-hmm. probably because of the way I 
uh, consume like visual culture, like just from my device and just the way that we experience the world. Um, I really feel it when I'm learning, yeah. not passively, but actively forcing myself. Yeah. And um, it's an effort. It's an effort. And there's, uh, there's strain to it. There's strain. And yeah. uh, and you 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 opened up like a whole Pandora's box. Like um, I think you're helping me distill sort of an approach that would work really well for me um, with this like these short sprints, yeah. but being true to your breaks because I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I sabotage that for sure. Yeah. Start out sluggish, start feeling good, but then like I never, yeah. never keep my word. And then my yeah. tired self's like, I remember you're going to work me too hard. It's the long game. It's the long game. Yeah. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you don't want to sacrifice the long game for those sprints Yeah. because it, it really is all about that. Like day after day after day, if you can just add a little bit of learning mm-hmm. it's you know hey these cram sessions like these marathon cram sessions and so forth maybe once in a while like like for instance i've gone to game jams and things like that yeah and you it, it's definitely you know a, a 24 48 hour slam kind of thing yeah but I, those are more or less a novelty yeah right like it's like a like, skill. It's fun to show, like, your chops and, yeah, like, what you can handle. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a party, basically. Mm-hmm. But it's the long game. It's the day after day after day, month after month. Yeah. Um, you know, and then just taking all of that and having a way of organizing it in, in your brain mm-hmm. as well, right? So, for me, um, sketchbooks are a good way of doing that. And, like, I don't carry a single sketchbook. Mm-hmm. I have like five different sketchbooks and they're labeled with categories. So I've got oh. one that's my web development. Yeah. I've got another one that is my Unity game development stuff. I have another one that's like electronics and so forth. Mm. And, um, you know, the just the physical act of changing from one book, physical book to another, triggers a change of mind yep. for me. Uh-huh. It's it's like opening a door when I open that book. It's like, okay, I left this one. Now I'm stepping into this other one and it resets my mind so that whatever I was studying previously isn't still running in the background yeah. process. Or there. even like a few pages behind where you can flip back to yeah. you're You're blowing my mind. I, I, I've i tried to do the one sketchbook thing with many different things within yeah. and uh, that, that has not worked. It's and tough, yeah, because yeah. it, it, like the... The one set of ideas pollutes the next one. It does. I know. I know. I had one friend uh, who we both know uh, oh. during the summer when we were teaching game development and saw me toting around these old school paper uh, books, right? Paper? And she was like, oh, why don't you just, you know, why do you do that? Like your phone can hold so much more. It's yeah. more efficient and so forth. But, but my point is like, it's the lack of efficiency I'm seeking. This mm, book mm. slows me down, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is actually good because it makes me dwell on these things. Yeah. When I'm writing in cursive or something like that in a book, uh, like a physical book, it is, yeah, it's slower than if I'm typing something out. But I'm burning those pathways in so much better in my mind. Yeah. If I never look at the book again, I'll still retain more than if I put it into an electronic medium. It works for me. I, I don't know if it's the same for others, mm-hmm. but I find that that trigger 
works really, really well for me. It, it might be like I, I have a background in illustration, and I yeah, drew but the, there's plenty of time, scientists so. like support that, like you know how like the task can help. Um, and yeah, my, my my only pitfall is like losing the dang thing or misplacing oh. it in a time when I want to be in that headspace. Yes. Um, yeah. So keeping them all together. I need a book, like, one of those book belts, you know, like how Pinocchio used to run with his books, oh, like, yeah. dangling off a with leash. The, yeah, yeah, with the... Lash them together <laughs> with some sick leather belt. I want to see you with that, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw that over my shoulder. <laughs> An apple. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how I will come trotting in here next time. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this has been Tech Drops, and uh, hopefully uh, you guys have gotten something out of these quick productivity hacks here. Uh, you know, nothing we say should be construed as the absolute correct way of doing this stuff. <laughs> you kind of got to come to your own method with these things. But these are some of the things that have worked for us. And if you want to try them out, they might work for you, too. I want to thank you very much for being on the show. As always, Brian. Always happy to be here. And I learned a lot. Awesome. Awesome. We'll catch you guys on the next one.